0: Hello, this is Anthony Fasano, and this is the show for engineers and technical professionals who want to succeed in both work and life. All right, in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, which is the 80-20 principle that you've surely heard me speak about before, but it's my favorite, and I use it every day in pretty much everything that I do. And in the Take Action Today segment of this episode, I'm going to give you a very real example that I literally implemented two weeks ago that already has been life-changing and increase my productivity. I'm recording this episode now because I recently read the book 80-20 Sales and Marketing by Perry Marshall, which is awesome. I mean, I've read all the Richard Koch books and I've mentioned them before in the podcast and on Engineering Career TV. I did a review on one of them. But this book takes it even to the next level, which is mind-boggling. And I'm going to get into this in the episode, but Perry Marshall basically studied this law and he applies it to sales, and really, he applies it to everything, but he looks at it from this exponential angle that's dynamite, and we're going to dive into it. I think you're going to really like it. Before we do get into the main segment of our show, I want to take a moment to recognize our sponsor for today's episode, PPI. If you are thinking about taking the FE, PE, or SE exam, I recommend that you check out PPI, the Leader in Engineering Exam Prep. PPI is offering a special 20% discount to listeners of this podcast. Use promo code COACH at ppi2pass.com. Again, that's ppi, the number two, pass.com. And use promo code COACH for a 20% discount. All right, now I want to give you a quote related to today's topic of the 80-20 rule that's going to bring us right in to our main segment. 80% of the results come from 20% of the causes. A few things are important. Most are not. And that's from Richard Koch. And that's exactly what I want you to take out of today's episodes is that when you look at your life and you look at your career, and my wife is probably fed up with me at this point because I'm always telling her this because I feel like everybody gets bogged down with little silly things. A few things are important, but most are not. Now it's time to jump into our main segment, and we're going to talk once again about the 80-20 rule and take it a little bit further. So what I want to do first is, I know I talk about the 80-20 rule or 80-20 principle all the time, so if you're an avid listener of the show, you've heard of it, but if you haven't heard of it before, let me just recap it a bit. Back in the 1800s, an Italian economist an engineer, actually, Vilfredo Pareto, discovered that many distributions of characteristics follow a pattern of 80-20. So for example, he realized that 80% of the land in Italy was owned by 20% of the population. He also studied wealth distribution, I think it was in England, and he discovered the same thing. 20% of the people had 80% of the wealth or money in the country. And he kept studying different things and he kept recognizing that it was a very similar pattern and it became proven as a law. And it's not always exactly 80-20. Sometimes it's 60-40, 70-30, but the principle is the principle, is that only a few things really matter, which is what I said earlier. And what is powerful about this, if you boil it down, is and you think about it in terms of your own life, it basically means that 20% of the things that you do on a daily basis are driving 80% of the results. Now, let me just say that again and think about this. 20% of the things that you do on a daily basis are driving 80% of your results that you're getting in your life, right? So that's insane because if that's the case, and it is for pretty much everybody based on this law, that means that if you can figure out what those 20% of those things are and you do more of them and you do them better it'll be major transformation. And if you cut out the things that are in the 80%, again, it'll be amazing. It'll boost productivity. It could make you more money. It can make you happier. And so I'm going to talk about that a little bit in this episode. And I'm also going to give you some real life examples of two specific ones that I used recently that have worked tremendously for me. And you may be able to apply the same ones, or you may be able to take that example and expand it. I want to take this one step further, right? The Pareto principle does apply to many things. But in this book, 80-20 Sales and Marketing by Perry Marshall, he shows you how to get into using 80-20 for sales and marketing so you're more effective in sales and marketing, which gives you more flexibility with your time if you make more money. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that because you may not be doing sales right now, which is okay, but you still may be able to take something out of this. But what I took out of it is that the 80-20 rule is fractal. You could say fractal, you could say exponential. What I mean by that is if I were to tell you listen, 20% of the things you do today are going to drive 80% of the results you get today. But then if you look at that 20%, 20% of those 20% are driving 80% of your results or the best 80% of your results, right? So what that essentially means is 20% of 20% is four. So really what that means is that 4% of what you're doing is giving you maximum, maximum results. And again, As simple as it is for me to say that, that's a data point that is critically important to you in life and your career. What are the 4% of the things that you did from the time you woke up to the time you went to bed that gave you the maximum success in your day? And how can you make sure that you have a habit of doing them better, doing more of them, ensuring that you do them every single day? It's brilliant. Like I said, I've read the Richard Koch series, and we'll link to all of them in this post. But when I read the Perry Marshall, when I actually listened to it on Audible, I couldn't believe this point, this idea of it being fractal. This brings so much more depth to it because now you know that you could focus even smaller, which is even better. So one example that Perry Marshall gives, actually, I'll give you a couple of examples. He gives the example of Starbucks. I mean, first of all, Starbucks took coffee and made it expensive and people keep buying it. But what they also have, and you may not even be aware of this, but they have a high-priced cappuccino machine available on their website and maybe even in some of their stores. It's only purchased by a small fraction of their customers. Some may even buy multiple machines as gifts for others, but these customers that buy those types of things, they generate a disproportionate share of Starbucks profit. So it's just like in an engineering company, not only does 80% of the revenue probably come from 20% of the clients, but you probably have some of the really, 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 the bigger clients probably amount to about 4% of your clients that are generating most of your income. I know it gets a little bit confusing, but it's really actually simple. At the core of things, what he's saying is that if you sell more to your best customers, you'll make so much more money. And a better example of this is the NFL, the National Football League. I'm sure some of you heard of it. It's a popular sport, football, and it's a multi billion dollar industry. And if you look at a football team, any of the National Football League teams, I'll take the Giants because I like them, but they're awful this year. Let's say that the Giants happen to have a thousand fans. They realistically have more, but let's say they have a thousand fans. One fan on the one extreme may spend over a million dollars a year with the Giants. This is the fan that's buying luxury boxes, that's going to the game with bringing 20 people every week. Then you have the average Joe on the other end of the spectrum that maybe buys a hat every year, spends 10 bucks on his team. What the, what Perry Marshall is saying is that smart businesses, they sell more to the guy or gal that's spending the million dollars, and they figure out ways to get more income out of those people. And in fact, he mentioned a book in this book called Whale Hunt in the Desert. That's Whale Hunt in the Desert, Secrets of a Vegas Superhost, where he talks about these casinos in Las Vegas that hire these super hosts. And literally, their job is, listen, I have this guy, Anthony Fasano. He comes to our casino every year and spends a million dollars. Obviously, I'm making this up. He says, your job is to bring him here as much as possible, get him here as much as possible, and get him to spend as much money as he possibly can. That's it. That's what they pay the person's salary for. Because they know that their business will be better if they get more money from the high rollers, because those are the people that have the money and spend the money. I'm giving you these examples because they can all be applied to your career. So let's talk about that now. Let's transition from the generalities here. And let's talk about your engineering career and how you can leverage the 80-20 rule and the fact that it is fractal. So here are some questions you can ask yourself. What am I good at in my career? And how can I leverage those skills even more? Just think about that. Take out a piece of paper. What are your top skills? What skills are you using to generate your most success? And how can you leverage them even more? Let's take a look at a couple samples. Let's assume that you're really good at speaking or presenting, but and you work for an engineering company. Maybe one of the things you could do is create a speaking club or contest within your firm that's going to help everyone else speak better. And your company is going to see this as a massive positive impact for their firm, and it's probably going to help you get a promotion and do even better in your career because you're leveraging that skill set that you have as an engineer that most engineers don't have. How about selling? depending on the engineering industry you're in, you may have to do selling, sales, business development. If you're good at that, you should leverage that. And the way you should leverage that is you should go out there and spend more of your time selling, if you can, bring in more money for your company, and that's going to help your career grow. Taking that one step further, if you're good at selling, what if you're good at relationship building? You have really good relationships with your clients. You can lean on those relationships and even earn more money for your firm by getting more work out of existing clients. By doing things like, hey, listen, I hope we're servicing all your projects. Well, I'd love to talk to you about any other projects you have coming up or any other insight or information you might need on potential projects. You're building the relationship. You're being a, a trusted advisor. You're providing valuable information, but you're doing it for those clients that are already clients. That's really, really important, and you need to think about that. How about project management? What if you're really good at project managing? Well, if you're a good project manager, you can do very well for yourself, because if you can manage high-stress, high-budget projects, you can be paid very well. So maybe you should be focusing on project management in your career, and maybe less on other things like design and other things like that. What I tell people is to look for the low-hanging fruit in your engineering career and in your life. What can you change easily and get big results? What can you tweak that's already working and get multiply the results by so much more? You have to think about this because there's too many things available to us right now. There's information overload, there's lots of ways people can communicate with you, there's social media, there's all kinds of things that can distract you. So if you're gonna get distracted 80% of the time, you better make the 20% of the time that you're doing the real stuff really really effective. Now, let me give you one example here and relates to social media cuz social media can be an absolute productivity killer and can totally throw your 20% off of the good stuff. Particularly Facebook. I mean, how many times a day do you find yourself scrolling down your Facebook feed? Well, for me, I found myself doing it too often and I took action. I actually heard about a, an app, a Chrome browser app on a podcast I listened to called the Tropical MBA podcast which is dynamite. And app is called, or the plugin is called the News Feed Eradicator. So if you install this to your Chrome browser, when you open up Facebook, you cannot see anybody's feeds. There's just a positive quote that sits there. So you might be thinking, well, what the heck are you going to do on Facebook? I have several private groups that I'm in in Facebook where I communicate with people. And that's what I use Facebook for. When I go on Facebook, I go on my own terms and I get into my groups and I interact with people. I don't sit there and scroll through stupid videos and ads and all kinds of other things that are just distracting and that take me into a rabbit hole away from my productivity. So check out the newsfeed Eradicator if you want to try to cut back on some of your Facebook wasteful time. I mean, listen, I do think Facebook can be used for the right things powerfully. I've connected with my family in Italy. I keep in touch with them. I belong to where I've created some private groups that are very great and I've made some relationships for them. But again, I recognize that only 20% of the time that I was on Facebook was really good, which was the time that I was in those groups and connecting with those people. And the 80% of the time that I was scrolling through the feed was awful. So I've just eliminated it. So those are the things I want to get you to think about doing. So we're going to go into the Take Action Today segment, and I'm going to give you a really awesome example of leveraging the 80-20, which saved myself about an hour a day, and I'll explain that to you in a moment. But I just want to mention again that the 80-20 sales and marketing book is Dynamite. The subtitle is The Definitive Guide to Working Less and Making More. It's by Perry Marshall. We'll link to it in the show notes. We'll also link to an in-depth review of the book if you want to check that out. And one last thing before we go into the Take Action Today segment, I do want to mention the new program that we are running. We're currently doing our first session. It's called the Engineering Management Accelerator Program. We did our first session started this week, actually, and it sold out within a couple of days, 40 engineers. So we opened up a winter session and we'll be doing it again, starting in the winter. You can go to engineer to managercom for the details. Right now, there's a one page there with the information, a video and a sign up. But eventually, there'll be a full website at that URL around the program because we plan to do it at least four times a year going forward because engineers need management SEAL training. But this program is totally different. It's not just doing skill building. It's a project-teamed approach. So you're going to get put on a team when you enroll in the program. You're going to be given an engineering management challenge, and you're going to work with that team over five weeks, mostly online through a forum and some group calls, to put together a presentation to solve that challenge. and then. You're going to have to present it back to your company. So we're really going to push you because I realized when I looked at the 80-20 of training, most of the success comes when you have built-in accountability. And that's what this program does exactly. So consider doing it with me. I would really want to help you. It's engineer right, with that, let's jump into the Take Action Today segment where I tell you about the 80-20 application that I just used in my life, for, which has been great so far. All right, now it's time for the Take Action Today segment of the episode, and I'm excited to give you this, I don't want to call it a trick, but this shift that I just used recently. But before I do that, I want to take a moment to recognize our sponsor for today's episode, PPI. If you are preparing for the civil PE exam, you probably know that the Civil Engineering Reference Manual by Michael Lindeberg is the book to use. Michael Lindeberg is actually the founder and president of PPI, the leader in FE and PE exam prep. PPI has a new prep courses available for the civil PE exam that offer complete coverage of not only the morning breath exam, but also your choice of afternoon depth exams. The course presents over 60 hours of new content and walks you through tons of exam-like practice problems. When you enroll in the live online prep course, PPI also includes on-demand lectures for free so you can start studying while you wait for the course to begin. Through October 2017, PPI will be choosing two of our podcast listeners per month to win a $100 Amazon gift card if you enroll in this course. To enter the raffle, visit www.ppitopass.com forward slash civil prep. Again, that's www.ppi, the number two pass forward slash civil prep. From there, you'll need to choose your course and check out. On the checkout page, enter the promo code PREP and then complete your enrollment. Again, you need to enter the promo code PREP before completing your enrollment to qualify for the gift card. You'll be notified on the first of the month if you won the $100 gift card. I use PPI for my PE exam prep, so I feel confident in recommending that you check out this prep course, plus you could win $100. Good luck. Let me talk about this specific example that I mentioned a few times. So I like to work out. I mean, I need to work out because I just feel that it keeps me going and I can't do the work that I do on a daily basis unless I'm in shape. And so typically for me, what I'll do is, is at lunchtime, I will take a walk for about 45 minutes to an hour. It's not like a rigorous, rigorous walk. Sometimes I make phone calls. I might listen to podcasts, but it's a good 45 minutes to an hour. Then typically at the end of the day, after work is done, maybe around 4.30 or so, I would go to the gym for like an hour to do weight training. So that's about two hours a day, 10 hours a week. Maybe if I do a little bit on the weekend, 10 to 12 hours a week. And so my brother has joined this gym close by. The gym is called Fit36, actually. And they do 36-minute workouts. And this isn't a sponsorship or anything. I'm just telling you about them because I think I like what they do. But you do 36-minute workouts. So you come in as often as you like, and you do a 36-minute intensive strength and cardio combined workout. I mean, it's kind of like, I don't want to say military boot camp because I've never been in the military, so I don't want to assume that. But it's what you would envision for a military boot camp as far as pull-ups, there's push-ups, there's rope uh, swings and pulls. They have a monkey bar set. There's a lot of squats involved. And they basically do about 12 stations. You do a minute each station and 30 seconds in between, and you do it twice for 36 minutes. And I got to tell you, I've never experienced intensity like that in a workout. I've been doing it now for two weeks, and it's dynamite. I usually go at 6 a.m. So I'm done for the day, and I get those other two hours back. And so if you think about it, of the two hours that I was doing workout, out of 120 minutes, I was probably really only getting a good workout 20% of the time, which was about 24 minutes. So now I'm going for 36 minutes of intensive with the trainer there and a group of people. There's a timer on the wall. It's super intense. I feel great. And I've got more time back to do the work that I want to do and accomplish. Right? So that was a change that I made, which was kind of brought about by thinking in the 80-20 routine. So I just want to continue to talk about this principle because it can make major, major positive life changes for you if you embrace it. Let me give you a quote to kind of take us out there. This is another quote from Richard Koch. He says, the 80-20 principle that 80% of results flow from just 20% of the causes is one of the true principles of highly effective people, which I totally agree with. People that embrace the 80-20 rule, they do amazing things because they know. It's not about time management. Forget about time management. Our, we're always going to be busy. It's what you're doing in that time and if you make it very, very impactful items, then you're going to win in your career. When I say win, I mean achieve your goals, whatever they are. All right, I hope you enjoyed the episode today. We'd love to hear your feedback comments or questions. Go to www.engineeringcareercoach.com forward/8020 Sales 8020 SALES lowercase. There you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to the resources, websites, and books mentioned during the episode. You can leave a question in the comments section or visit the Ask Us tab on the website. We monitor all comments and will respond if you leave us one. And please remember to check out the Engineering Management Accelerator Program. I'm sure if you're into this podcast, it's going to be good for you, and it's going to help you as an engineer and a person.